Hey everybody, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo. And it's such a joy and honor to be able to share God's word with you today. And I want to talk around a few questions today, questions that I've wrestled with and continue to wrestle with uh, since I was a teenager. And it's this idea and this question around purpose and significance. Questions like, can God use me? Or do I have what it takes to be a part of God's purpose and plan here on the earth? Or do I have anything of value that can be a blessing to other people? And these are real questions that I believe that you may be wrestling through as well, because I believe that every single one of us has this desire to live a life of purpose, but we, we have these insecurities that we wrestle through. And, and I believe that the Word of God, the Bible teaches us that you and I are created in the image of God. We are created by God. You are not an accident. God has created you with purpose and God has created you for a plan. You have the personality you have because God wanted you to have that personality. He's given you your natural abilities and giftings, to, uh, the whole mix, the way that He wanted and designed you for purpose. And on top of that, we've been looking at this incredible series on the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit fills us with power. And, and when we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered with supernatural abilities to do things beyond our natural abilities. And so this is my story. This is what I've, I've seen God do in and through my life. So I grew up in a great Christian home. I grew up going to kids church and my parents taught me about the Bible and I heard all the stories about Jesus, which I'm so grateful for. It was an incredible foundation in my life. But by the time I was 17, I didn't really think about myself as someone that God could use. I didn't think about someone who could live a life of impact and be used by God. I thought that was set apart for a few super spiritual people who had their lives all together and had incredible skills. Because by the, when I was 17, I, I was, when it came to the area of academics, I wasn't, I wasn't the top student or the worst student. I was average. I had a bit of uh, learning disabilities. I struggled to read a little bit, but I was pretty good at maths and other things. So I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't going to change the world or come up with some new invention and be the, the next great inventor. Um, and uh, when it came to the areas of sport, I was, I was really good at sport. I played many sports and I loved it. But I, didn't, I don't think I was uh, good enough to go to the Olympics or, or to make a national team. And so I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to really change the world through sport. Or, um, and I was in a band um, and I'm terrible with music. I was in a band with some of my friends. I was a bass player in a punk band. And so I wasn't going to become a great rock star. And so uh, by the age of 17, I was like, oh, I could do many things and I'm living a blessed life, but I don't feel like I'm a person who's going to have a big impact in this world. I don't feel like I have many gifts. But something changed when I was uh, 17 and my friend invited me to his church. They had a Sunday evening service, which was focused more at young people. And after the message, the pastor was praying for everyone and he finished his prayer and he just looked across the crowd and he looked straight at me and he pointed at me and he said, young man, I have a message for you today. A message that says God loves you and he has a great plan and a purpose for your life. And the moment he said that to me, I felt the love and the power of God fill me, the Holy Spirit come and fill me in the most incredible way. I, I began to weep out of just 
overwhelmed emotion of God's love for me. But I felt that night something ignited in me. There was a, a, a spark, a little fire there and poof, that exploded inside of my heart. This idea of significance, this, this, this new idea that God could actually use me. I remember going home that night and telling my parents, Mom and Dad, I'm going to change the world for Jesus because when the Holy Spirit filled me, when I was touched by the Holy Spirit, dreams and visions started to ignite. I, I started to realize that God had put gifts in me. I started to realize that um, I did have what it takes because God had created me and God had filled me with His Holy Spirit. And, and, and over the next few years, um, I continued to discover the gifts that God had put in me. And still to this day, 20 years later, I'm still discovering the gifts that God has put in me and the Holy Spirit starts to show me new things. And, and, and I believe that this is the journey that God wants to take you on, a journey of discovery, a journey of asking different questions. And I'm going to share some great questions with you in a moment. And one of the scriptures that really impacted me when I first started following Jesus at the age of 17 was this scripture in 1 Peter verse 2 verse 9. <clears throat> it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. And there's so many powerful things in this scripture talking about you and I as the followers of Jesus. We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And the one that really impacted me was this, this one that says, you are a royal priest. Now, I don't know about you, but if I think of the word priest, or if you just Google priest and you click on images, what you're going to see is a bunch of men dressed in robes with like white collars and people swinging incense and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. But what, the, what we see in Scripture in the New Testament, the idea of what a priest is, a priest is some, simply someone who is chosen by God who's, and empowered by God, supernaturally empowered for service in the kingdom of God. And what Peter, who's writing this, he's writing not just to leaders, he's writing to the church. And he says, you all are a royal priesthood, which is mind-blowing, which is amazing. Because if you've read the Bible before or different parts of the Bible, if you read in the Old Testament before Jesus, priests were just part of one clan. <coughs> It was only a small group of people that served everybody else. But now after Jesus, the vision that God says is that every single one of my people is a priest. Every single one of my people is chosen and set apart and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of service in the kingdom of God. And this is what I'm excited about. This is what I love about being a follower of Jesus and being a pastor. To when, I, when you start seeing people, ordinary people like me and you, discover that we are chosen by God, full of the Holy Spirit, and we can, do, uh, we can have an impact in the lives of people. 
And I want to look at a great story uh, from the book of Acts. We've been following this. this uh, we've been looking at different stories in the book of Acts and how the early church was full, filled with the Holy Spirit that were given this gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and the church rose up and they spoke words boldly and they were, had influence in people. They carried on the message of Jesus and the work of Jesus through healing the sick uh, and bringing the kingdom of God to people's lives. They were empowered to speak boldly. And I want to look at a great story today from uh, Acts chapter 6, where we see that the church had now grown. There was, so, there was thousands of people that were part of the church, people from different backgrounds and language groups. And, and the, uh, something, they, were, they faced a challenge. There was a problem that arose. And we're going to see how ordinary men full of the Holy Spirit, rose up and used the gifts that God had given them that brought about a solution and blessing into the church. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 6, verse 1. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So what's happening in this situation is we've got a, a growing community. Um, and within this community, there were widows. And if there was a widow that had no relative that could look after them, the church would look after them, which is amazing. That's what I love about the church community. And so these widows would be looked after. But what was happening is um, people were people's hearts were being stirred. People were even selling property and were giving the money to the church so that they could distribute this but because of the growth there was a distribution there was a logistical problem um, some people weren't getting fed and and so one group of people felt like it was a, a discrimination against their their group of people been but we're gonna see it was actually just a logistical challenge that they faced and so that's what so there were people who were discontent and this could have been something that brings about a division in the church but we're going to see that um, there's an amazing solution. Acts chapter 6 verse 2. So the 12 called the meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God and not running a food program. And so brothers, select seven men who are well respected and who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and give them this responsibility. The apostles can so then we apostles can spend time in prayer and teaching the word. So the solution that they came up was, we need a dream team. We need a group of great men and women who can be, who are set apart with the Holy Spirit. They, they are full of the Holy Spirit. There's supernatural power and anointing upon their life, but they also have wisdom, which is practical skills. They they have a mind that can plan. They have a, a logistical administrative mind so that they can administrate this incredible generosity from the church and make sure that every single person is cared for and that the, uh, the food gets to the right people. And verse 5, it says, Everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, Philip and Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Paramenes, sorry, some hard names here, and, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them, who laid their hands on them. Uh, and so God's message continued to spread. The numbers of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. 
And so what could have turned out to be a, a, a situation that could have caused conflict and split a church, now um, because uh, ordinary people full of the Holy Spirit use their gifting to bring about a solution, we see that the church is, uh, um, just gets spread. Uh, the message of Jesus spreads. So I love this. What I love about this story is that I, I see that three amazing things happen uh, when people, ordinary people like you and me, realize that God has given us gifts and we, and we realize that the Holy Spirit has filled us and that we can have an impact and a significant, uh, we can be a part of a, we are significant in the plan of God. Three things that I see from this story is that number one is that people are cared for. I love that, that there were these widows that had real need and they were in desperate need. And if they didn't get that food, they weren't going to eat. And so when, when you and I use the gifts that God has put in us, people are cared for. Number two is that they bring about a solution to a problem. And that's what I believe. Great, great teams, great dream teams at church bring solutions because as we grow as a church, as churches grow, we are going to face new challenges. As the world changes, we're going to face new challenges and we're going to need to bring about solutions to problems. And number three is that we're going to see the message of Jesus continue to spread. And so what could have stopped the growth of the church and brought division, uh, a group of people rose up, they cared for people, they solved the problem, and the church continued to grow as the message of Jesus spread. And this is the power of what happens when you and I as ordinary people realize that God has given us gifts, we rise up and we have a heart to serve other people. And and this is what I just love about being a part of a church. I love being a part of dream teams when, we, when people realize that God has given them gifts. And I just, uh, um, we saw this so powerfully in early 2020 when COVID first hit the world. Um, and right across the church, uh, churches around the world, including us, faced new challenges we could not meet together and we needed to find creative solutions for how we can continue to worship together. How could we continue to preach the word of God and be strengthened? And how could we continue to connect together as community and grow and fellowship? And we faced many challenges, but it was in this time that you, we started to see people with creative giftings, people who were great in the areas of video editing and video production and social media and graphic design and people with different kinds of uh, logistical thinking rise up and realize, hey, I have a gift that God can use. And we saw teams being built and people coming together. And, and through that, we saw incredible, the launching of our online church that was able to reach after now, after two years, thousands of people have been reached. Many have made decisions to follow Jesus. The church has stayed connected. People have continued to grow and we've seen new leaders rising up and new people rising up in this time which is amazing. It was, it, it's, it's pretty much like in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 6, there was a challenge, but because of people who have giftings from God, full of the Holy Spirit, we found solutions to problems, people were cared for, and the message of Jesus continued to spread. And this is what happens when you and I recognize that we have gifts. We are called. God can use us. We do have what it takes because we are created by God, full of the Holy Spirit, and we do have something of value to add 
to other people. There's many great uh, passages in the Bible that talk about these different giftings that God gives us. And one of the great, uh, uh, one of the great passages is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Where it talks about the giftings that the Holy Spirit brings into our lives. So I want to read this and just pull out a few things from it. Acts chapter 7, uh, Acts, no, not Acts. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 to 11 says, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Holy Spirit to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All of these are uh, all of these have a common origin, but they are handed out one by one by the one Spirit of God, and He decides who gets what and when. Isn't this an amazing, amazing scripture? So we, we can see that all of there's so many different gifts and all of that, but it all originates in the Holy Spirit that you and I have gifts and, uh, and the gifts that we have come because this is, these are the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us and the goal is that every single person benefits. So I want to focus on this one line in the scripture. It says, each person is, give some, is given something to show who God is. Everyone gets in on it and everyone benefits. So my first point is this, is that everyone gets in on it. Every single person is chosen by God. Remember what I mentioned before is that God's vision is that we are all priests. It's not just a select few of people. Every single person that believes in Jesus is now a priest chosen by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit for service in the kingdom of God. And we see this in this story uh, that we read is that the apostles were set aside to preach the word of God, to, to be a part of building the church and to, to pray. And then there's this other group of people that they were set aside to, to distribute the food and to administrate. But there was also a group of people that were great at business and they were making a lot of money and developing uh, great businesses so that they could feed money into the kingdom of God so that they could get food to get to these widows. And so we see that there are different giftings. The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers every single one of us, but we all have different gifts. And there's not one person that isn't gifted by God. The second thing we learn from this, it says everyone benefits. And so the focus of us being full of the Holy Spirit and realizing that we are, are, are priests of God, anointed by God, by the Holy Spirit for service, is not so that we could be like, hey, I'm cool. Look at me. I, I got all these gifts and I'm awesome. People look at me. No, it's never the point. The point is that people around us benefit those in our local church those in our our families our friendship groups our work colleagues those in our neighborhoods our city is benefited when you and i realize that god has given us gifts by the holy spirit and number three is that the holy spirit gives you these gifts it's not something we choose we don't have this like catalog and say mm, okay i want that gift i want that gift i want that gift okay god i want this mix Boop. 
and we make it. No, it's not that. It's not that we don't create this identity of who we are. We discover, we discover the wonder of who God has created us to be. And I love that about this journey is as I've walked with God now for, um, I've, I've seriously followed Jesus now for 20 years and it's been a constant journey of discovery. The more I walk with God, you start to realize, well, I'm, I'm actually really good at this. Or I'm, I'm not good at that. Or, and you start to realize the different things that God has put in us. And so I want to encourage you is that, not, that the journey that you and I should start walking is a journey of discovery. Start discovering the great things that God has put in you. So I want to end with this. Is that in the beginning I, I said to you that there's, these are these questions that I've wrestled with. Can God use me? Do I have what it takes? But I want to encourage you based on the, the truth that we've learned today, the story that we've looked at is that it's time for us to start asking different questions. Instead of saying, can God use me? Start asking God, God, how do you want to use me? Start asking those questions. And instead of asking, do I have what it takes? Start asking God, what have you put in me that I can serve others? Let's start discovering the gifts that God has put in us to serve other people. And so just some practical steps that I want to share with you on this journey, because I believe every one of us can continue to grow in this. We can continue to discover the giftings that God has put in us. We can discover them. We can develop them so that we can make a difference in people's lives. So number one is start asking the people around you. I love that. When in, in Acts chapter 6, what we see is the apostles said to the community, oh, we want you to choose seven men that are, that are full of the Holy Spirit, that have a good reputation and have practical skills. So the community recognized, hey, you, you, and you, you guys have got these gifts. You are good with practical wisdom. Uh, you are full of the Holy Spirit. So the people around you, uh, can recognize the giftings in you. So start asking your connect group leader. Start asking your dream team leader. Start asking your, your spouse if you're married. Start asking those uh, leaders around you, uh, what gifts do you see in me? Um, and it's not about, we're not, we're not asking them to flatter us. It's just like, hey, I want to discover this. Please help me. Help me see the giftings that I have. I want to encourage you to do the grow course. We've got a great grow course. And part of the grow course is there's a, uh, there's a gift assessment. So you, you are asked a bunch of questions and it helps you discover the giftings that you have. And there's also a personality assessment. So the grow course will really help you to discover more about who you are. And, and, and yes, my encouragement, just start somewhere. When, join a dream team. Just join a dream team. Even though, even if you don't have a, a, a full clarity of your giftings and the area that God's called you to is uh, just join a team. Just start serving somewhere. Join the hospitality team. Join production. Just get, get involved somewhere at church. Um, because I heard this saying once, it says it's easier to steer a moving ship. So if you just, if, if you and I are like ships and we just stay in the harbor waiting for these perfect revelations of who God's created us to be, uh, it's going to be really hard to point us in that direction. But if you just get out on open water and you start serving people, you start loving people, you start getting involved in dream teams, the thing is, as you start moving, uh, you're going to start, to, it's a lot easier for you to discover that, oh, because you're gonna, it's going to be a lot easier for you to discover the gifts that God has given you. And I found this in my life and I've seen it in so many other people. Once you start serving, you realize, hey, I'm really good at this. 
but I'm not good at that. Or, and then so you, you start doing what you're good at. You start developing that more. And, and while you're doing what you're good at, you start discovering other things that you're good at. And, and it starts building, building, building. And, you, and more and more, the, the pieces of the puzzle of who God has created you to be start coming together. So just start somewhere. And so that's why I want to encourage you to join a dream team. And another way that we can all be, in, uh, be used by God is to continue to share our stories, continue to invite people to church. We have a, an amazing Christmas season coming up, which is always an amazing opportunity for us to invite people. So you and I, um, we can be a part of the plan of God. We can be used by God to make an eternal impact on people's lives. I'd love to pray for you right now. I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would help you on this journey of discovery because you are an incredible person. God has created you and God, and you have what it takes to live a life of impact. And I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will help you on this journey to discover the incredible things that God has put in you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that every single person is created by you. And I ask Holy Spirit that right now that you would start to help people discover the incredible gifts that you have put in them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's just celebrate our amazing God together. So I want to pray for one more group of people. Maybe you are new to church and this whole church thing is new to you and you're not, you haven't yet made a decision to follow Jesus. Or maybe you have in the past and you've, you've drifted away, but you want to come back to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity today. I'm going to, in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus today, uh, I want you to just make a decision in your heart and I would love to pray for you. So one, God loves you. Two, He's got an incredible plan and purpose for your life. Three, if that's you, why don't you just make a decision right now in your heart. Just say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. Awesome. And I'd love to pray for you if that's you right now. So God, thank you for every single one of these people. I ask that you continue to bless them, continue to reveal yourself to them. Would you help them on this journey? In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, it's been a joy to share the Word of God with you. And remember that you are a priest of God. God has chosen you. God has filled you with the Holy Spirit. And you have what it takes to live a life of impact. And so let's go have a great week as we continue to discover the amazing things that God has put in us.